We bring on Alan Bell of Sportsline joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. And let's just start with this game right now, Alan. I mean, dude, it's it's all over the place. Like, it, it kind of has gone the way PJ and I predicted it when we were watching it. Like, there's a certain point where you go, okay, there's going to be a bad turnover early. Well, we had that, and then that turned into three points for the Jet or for the Jets. And then right at the end of the half, we sat there and went. Oh, this is a Zach. They're called a timeout. Zach Wilson's going to throw up a Hail Mary interception. He throws an interception. It's 13-3. It's still, the Jets still have a chance in this, but what's your take so far on what you've seen through the first half or so? Yeah, first off, I mean, appreciate you guys having me back. And you know what? I mean, you guys just nailed it. I mean, you nailed it right there, you know, perfectly. Um, my question moving forward, one, can the Jaguars punch this touchdown in, right? Like, I, I think that you drilled it there in terms of that's how they can go about handling this game and finishing this game and really what is, you know, a team that controls its own destiny. Number two, how long are the Jets going to last with Zach Wilson at quarterback, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> right. They, you know, uh, like they have things, you know, and aspirations too with this game on the line. And it's, I'm not putting all the blame on him, but man, he, he's just not good. He's just not a good quarterback. Um, yeah. I mean, those are the two things I'm looking for. Also, I'm on Jaguars team total touchdowns over one and a half. So please Jaguars punch one in. Ooh. A.B., look, man, I hope for your sake they punch one in, but if the Jets want to win 24-20, that, that would be music to my ears. <laughs> Let's talk about your there Titans, you though, man, because they uh, we know Malik Willis is going to start again versus the Texans this week. That line is now at 3.5 plus 100. Do you think there's too much of an overreaction being made to Tannehill out and Willis in? Do you like the Titans at home in this spot? No, I, I, like, I, I don't think there's too much overreaction. Like, Malik Willis is okay at times, but he could be a bad quarterback quickly. And, you know, go back to that Chiefs game, right? Like, that the Titans' defense kept them in that. They didn't even let Malik Willis pass. Like, that's where they're at. And you look at the Tennessee Titans' offense, like, they don't trust their offensive coordinator to begin with, and that was with Ryan Tannehill. Now you got a backup quarterback and Josh Dobbs behind him. Look, the Texans are bad. They've got the worst rush defense in the NFL. You know Derrick Henry is going to get as many opportunities as possible here. Uh, but I, I'm just telling everyone, I there's nothing that screams confidence about the Tennessee Titans. They are the most injured team in the NFL. It got worse this week. Uh, be careful. Yeah, we were talking about Malik Willis earlier. We know they, they, they're they just not going to throw the football. They don't when he's out there yet. He's not ready to be an NFL quarterback throwing the football. I do like a touchdown prop for him. I think I saw it at plus 330. There could be some value there just given the fact that he may run the football a lot. I can't find any passing props for him yet. What do you – just if you could even just throw out a number, what do you think his passing yards total will end up being when the market first opens for it? Because I have not been able to find it anywhere yet. Yeah, probably 165. Yeah. Like somewhere around there. Now, I'll tell you this. Uh, in regards to that, um, you know, we look at Derrick Henry, and obviously he's pretty much the offense, you know, for Tennessee when they're healthy. He's absolutely going to be the offense right now in this game and the rest of the season. But look at the last five games for Tennessee. Go and look. They've been using Derrick Henry in the short passing game because the Titans' offensive line is horrific. It's banged up as well. And he generally rips off chunk yardage. And his number uh, his numbers are extremely low. Every week it's about 13 and a half receiving yards. That's what it was last week. Ripped off a 36-yarder in like the first quarter, right? And he's been doing this over and over. He's got about uh, 15 receptions, about 210 yards receiving the last five weeks or so. So if you're looking to play anything, you kind of want to deep dive there, that's the way to go about it. Wow. Yeah, it's good to know, A.B. Uh, this Seattle-Kansas City game, you know, Seattle's kind of been in free fall as of late. 
Kansas City, we know they haven't been covering these big numbers. Seahawks need a win. Do you like them with the plus 10, or would you lay it with KC this weekend? Man, like, in your head, you think KC, right? Because the Seahawks, their offense is kind of falling apart a touch. Their defense is horrible. Like, they're going to give up a ton of points. But it's not like Kansas City is doing anything in terms of betting, right? Like, I mean, they're, they're, they're absolutely on fade route right now because they're just not covering. Granted, these numbers are usually big for them, right? But even still, like, I mean, look at them against Houston, right? They took them to overtime there. Um, man, I... It would be Kansas City or nothing for me because there's just nothing about Seattle that tells me that they're going to put up a bunch of points. Like what? It's going to have to be, um, you know, on the ground, and I just don't trust that. So I'd probably stay away. But if it were anything, it'd be Kansas City. So PJ and I disagree on what we think that that historic comeback from the Vikings will do for them. Just this week alone against the Giants, he thinks this set up more for a letdown game for the Vikings against the Giants. I feel like this will actually be a momentum builder for them that'll just say, give them confidence and say, hey, we can come back from anything at this point. What do you see happening in this uh, Giants-Vikings game where the Giants right now are four-point dogs on the road? That total sits at 48 at BetMGM. Well, right, well I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, regardless of whichever game script goes down between what you two just lead out, bet the Vikings second-half team total. That's what yeah. they do. Yeah. <laughs> They've done it all year long. Yeah, like last week it was 13 and a half. They scored 37 points. Like They're the highest fourth-quarter scoring team in the NFL. Now, another way to look at it is this. So, three games left. Justin Jefferson is about 345 yards away from setting the NFL single-season receiving record. All right? He averages right now about 115 yards per game. They're 11-3. They're going to give him every opportunity to get that number, especially if they're up. They'll continue to throw at him. Mm -hmm. So, receptions. Yardage, even though those numbers are going to be ballooned to the moon as they've been all year, dude, if you want an opportunity to play a prop, like they'll give him every shot to do that. And if you want to kind of fade that, Adam Thielen, anytime touchdown, because he's going to be probably wide open at some point. Yeah. Talking with Alan Bell of Sportsline, and that's a great point he brings up because this time of the year, especially with teams that have already locked things up or mm-hmm. this, their season's over, you're definitely looking for those incentives. Game of the week, A.B., Philadelphia and Dallas Minshew Mania this week for the Eagles. We've seen this line all over the place. The Eagles were actually favored when this line opened. And then obviously with the Hurts news, this got to as high as six. It's down to four now. Do you agree with this line movement? Are you leaning towards the Eagles or do you like the Cowboys to cover at home? I agree with the line movement. All right. Um, And here's the thing. If you're looking to get on the Eagles, you probably have missed your value. Right? Like, I mean, it was what? Well, how high did it get up to? Seven? Six. 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 Yeah, six. Six? Okay, mm-hmm. six. Yeah. Right? Like, you, you probably missed most of your value on that. But that being said, look, all the pressure's on Dallas, right? They're at home. The MVB, you know, Jalen Hurts is out. So Dallas has to win this game, right? Like, Philly comes into it saying, yeah, I mean, of course they want to win, but no Jalen Hurts. Like, it's kind of baked in. That being said, Dude, Gardner Minshew is about the last dude that you want to see because he's got that Baker Mayfield, like, attitude in him, except he's not a bad NFL quarterback. And especially with an offensive line that good, a secondary with Philadelphia that's that good, and Dak Prescott throwing interceptions week after week after week. Like, if Philly can find a way to just kind of stagnate the run, uh, Philly can win this thing outright, man. But, you know. The thing with these two teams is that when they're on offensively, both of their ceilings are ridiculously high. It's just betting when is that going to happen. 
Yeah, Allen, over the last four years, 41 touchdowns and 12 interceptions for Gardner Minshew as a starter. I mean, those are significant numbers for somebody in an offense now that has a lot of weapons. Let me ask you this. It's kind of a hypothetical, but we're kind of trending in this possible direction here. Micah Parsons said last week, or didn't really say, but kind of hinted, right? It was the, is it Jalen Hurts or is it the team? Essentially saying, is Jalen Hurts really an MVP or is it all the talent that's around him? Well, if Gardner Minshew goes out and has a great game against the Cowboys and the Eagles win, and then let's say Jalen Hurts misses another week and Gardner puts up big numbers again, how much will that hurt Jalen Hurts in the MVP market, given the fact that then a lot of people and a lot of voters may swing and say, clearly it was the team, it's not Jalen Hurts. And then they go to, in my mind, where the battle really comes down to it, it's that game with the Bills and Bengals, which to me is a battle of MVPs between those two quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, okay, so everything you just laid out is exactly right. And, you know, there's two ways you could go about it. Just as you said, if the Eagles look horrible, Jalen Hurts is your MVP. Yep. If they look great without him, maybe not. Who knows, right? I think if you're looking at the most actual valuable player in the NFL to their team, it's probably Joe Burrow. Like, the Bengals would be nothing without this guy, right? I mean, they're not super talented already. I mean, they got wide receivers, obviously. But, yeah, man, like, that part is difficult for sure. Um, and another question, if you're Micah Parsons, why are you talking? Yeah. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> right. Why are you doing this? Like, I don't know. Like, that, like, that would frustrate the hell out of me, um, you know, seeing and hearing a teammate doing that for no reason whatsoever. Like, let's put more pressure on us. Like, yeah, great. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I think, you know, overall that your point is right. And that matchup that you broke down, yeah, man, like that could be – like, it, it's fascinating seeing, like, a game that could be like, okay, this is for the MVP. Go get it. It's a great point you bring out about Parsons. I thought that too. I'm like, if I'm a Cowboys fan, like Micah, just, just shut stop. your mouth. You know, like they don't this need any more. Everybody incentive. has a podcast now, and the problem is, is guys that are active yeah. players are talking trash on active uh, active players on podcasts, and then it's just more bulletin board material. I love it. I'm for the drama. Give me all the drama. I'll take it. Oh, dude, absolutely. Now, and, and I'll say this. You know, it's funny because you know when Peyton Manning retired, right? It was like, all right, what's Peyton gonna do? Is he gonna go in the broadcast booth? Whatever. And he sat for what, four, five, whatever the amount of time was. It didn't even go in a broadcast booth, but it was because there are players that he knows, right? And he's like, I don't want to criticize these guys. And then if you're an active player right now against a team you're about to play, you've lost your mind, (laughs) like, doing that. But it's Jerry Jones land, man. That's what they do. That's true. That's exactly right. A.B., Sunday Night Football is going to be a good one. Raiders and the Steelers, and obviously a lot of emotion now. Franco Harris passes away. They were going to honor him this week the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Derek Carr is 0-5 straight up in games 37 degrees or colder. Does not like this kind of weather. It's going to be chilly at night in Pittsburgh. Are you taking the Steelers here at home, minus 2.5? Oh, yeah. I'm riding with the Steelers here. Look, it's, I, I love Derek Carr. I think he's been put in just quarterback purgatory out there with new coaches year after year after year. Um, but, yeah, man, like that stat is a real thing. And then number two, what you just mentioned, Pittsburgh. It's going to be raucous, uh, honoring Franco Harris. Then, let's think about this as well. All right? We know that stat, Mike Tomlin never had a losing record in the NFL. Well, they're what? Six and eight? Three games left? Yep. If there's any locker room in the NFL that's saying, you know what? We know this record. We know what it is. We're not going to say anything, but we're going to win out for our dude. It's that locker room, right? And it starts with one of these right here. Like, I, I think that the smartest play would be betting the under because this could legit be a 9-6 to six game. But, yeah, man, like, I'll roll with Pittsburgh on this one for sure. So we got a couple minutes here. I got really excited and made a huge mistake of actually getting excited about my commanders against the Giants and 
Well, we saw what happened. I also well, blame the refs. Yeah, who, I mean, you know, you had to play them and the refs. And the refs, who <laughs> clearly had money on the Giants. I've never seen it. All those refs should be fired. They should never officiate a game in the NFL again. The replacement refs were better than those guys. Do the Commanders have a shot against the 49ers this weekend? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Right? Look, I, what you have to do, and it, look, it's easier said than done because the 49ers have, you know, the best defense in the NFL. Just get up on them. Someone get a lead on the 49ers and make Brock Purdy play yeah. from behind. Take the run game. You're, not, you're never going to take it completely out of Kyle Shanahan's office because that's what they're going to do if they're down 40. But you're going to take away half the opportunities, right? You're going to have to get even more creative and force Brock Purdy to turn the ball over. Like, he almost did last week. But when you've got Christian McCaffrey just breaking off 30-yard runs and you're up, you ain't got to worry about anything. But at some point, someone's going to get a lead on San Francisco, and that's when we'll find out about Brock Purdy. So, yeah, absolutely, man. Like, I would say this. If you're looking to bet, like, you know, somebody that, that hasn't watched Washington Commanders games all year, they are going to be ungodly aggressive in the first half because they know they have to get up. If you're down, good luck, man. Like, that falls into the trap. But if you can get up, Dude, that's how you get your shot. Yeah, Brock Purdy's been massively, massively impressive, but we haven't seen him play from behind, and I think that's really one of the biggest questions there. Uh, plus, Kyle Shanahan, too, though, we know, still has an axe to grind with that organization from a long, long time ago. I can yes, promise you he's going to want to run up that score if he can do it. Alan Bella, Sportsline, great having you on, man. Always good talking to you. Man, you guys too, man. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. You too. Happy holidays, AB. Appreciate you. All right, I feel a little better. I feel a little better about the commanders here. You know, maybe. 